Welcome to the Bruins Benders Podcast, Season 2, Episode 34, Bruins and Panthers Game 6 Recap with Maddie and Smitty brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. InsideTheRink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL and ECHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink. Download the Inside the Rink app. Subscribe to Inside the Rink's YouTube page, and Smitty will tell you how to sign up for ESPN Plus. Yeah, you can sign up for ESPN Plus to watch the Bruins if you haven't poked your eyes out already um, <laughs> on the Inside the Rink website. Go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to sign up. I have ESPN Plus, and I love it most of the time, except when the Bruins are on. Uh, you can watch playoff hockey. You can watch college sports and much, much more. So sign up for ESPN Plus to watch all the other teams play hockey this playoff season on insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Well, I'll tell you, in all the years of being a Bruins fan, uh, there's been a lot of heartache. There's been a lot of uh, near misses, a lot of, you know, even some choke jobs. This one is up there and could be the number one choke job, even more so than 2010, uh, if they're not to win game seven. Tonight, game six at Florida. Uh, the Bruins off to a terrible first period. Not sure how that happens. Should have had a little bit more sense of urgency. Florida comes out flying. They get outshot 12 to 8, out hit 16 to 6, commit a penalty that gives Florida a four on three. Montour scores a goal on the power play. Almark really wants that one back. It was kind of short side, but there was an opening there and shouldn't have been probably. Bruins tied on the power play. Bertuzzi from McAvoy and Marshan. Then the turnovers resurface. And Connor Clifton, who had probably the worst game of his career, or certainly up there, mm-hmm. passes to the other team, yep. and it ends up in the Bruins off a two-on-one. You can't, and it was unforced. There was no pressure on him at all. Nobody there was no there. one near him. Not even close. Uh, you can't do that dumb shit and win games. Uh, second period was better. The Bruins tie it 2-2 two two when Gudis finally commits a penalty. <laughs> uh, well, they call it anyway. Parsonak yeah. with a filthy uh, between-the-legs goal. Um, to tie it at two. Bruins think they have a lead and a goal by Carlo. This was a real turning point in the game. It's called back a questionable hand pass call on DeBrusque. Uh, shortly after that, the Panthers score, of course, three to two, end of two. Bruins made a really good p- push in the second half of the second. Uh, but the Bruins in the third tie the game on another goal by Bertuzzi and then take the lead on a power play goal from Pasternak and really look to be taking over control of the game and and showing us that good third-period team they've been all year. But shortly after that, Florida ties it at 4-4. Four to four, And I believe Montgomery went with Clifton and Forbort. He did. The next shift yep. after that goal to take the lead, mm-hmm. and he immediately cough it up. Correct. Uh, and then the Bruins take the lead again on a, on a shorthanded goal by DeBrus. Excellent hustle play by, by Zaka and a great finish by Jake. Late in the third, about nine minutes left. It's 5-4 Boston. Here we go. Jack's all wound up. Uh, but they give it right back again, 5-5. Five to five. And then the Bruins can't clear unless Dorian scores to put, it the, put the Panthers up again for good, 6-5. to five. And then an empty netter makes it 7-5. to five. And we're on to game seven on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to say. I, I, mm. I just, I am at a complete loss that they would just turn the puck over like that uh, over and over and over again. The defense just 
hasn't come to play. Forbort and Clifton were terrible the entire game. Forbort had as many turnovers uh, or failed clearing attempts as Clifton did. Um, Clifton's just—I mean, he picked—he picked the absolute worst time to have his worst game of the season, and it was his worst game of the season by far. By far, uh, he was dreadful the, the entire night. He couldn't. Uh, I mean, when that when those two were on the ice, the puck was in the Bruins zone the entire time because the only way they could get it out is like a high chip off the glass. There was no p- plays made, nothing. It was just hemmed in and pray to God that Florida doesn't score while those two guys were on the ice. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, Clifton with that ridiculous charging penalty where he just kind of runs into the guy at the boards and then, you know, that awful turnover he had. He had another one later on in the game. Uh, he was a minus three. And that, that pairing hasn't been great before. I don't know what the thought process was on, on that at all, uh, to have them out there. And then to continue to run them out there was just mind-boggling to me. Like, Cassidy would sitter, would seriously have have put Clifton in the clubhouse. Like he would have sent him to the plane. Like he would not have put him, continued to put him out there. And, I, and Monty just kept rolling him out there. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like the whole putting him back out there when you finally have the lead, like McAvoy's your lead dog. Like sure. that's the guy that should be on the ice. It should be McAvoy and, and Orlov or McAvoy and Lindholm. Although Lindholm's been a shell of himself the entire series. He's yeah. been dreadful. He's looked scared. He doesn't want the puck. He doesn't want to touch the puck. He doesn't want to handle the puck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's he just he he seems like he's worried about getting run every time he He goes back to to touch the puck. He seems like he's worried about getting run and his poise with the puck has been terrible the entire playoffs. So but McAvoy needs to be out there. It can't be Connor Clifton when you finally have the lead. The guy played 30 minutes in the last game and you weren't winning. It was overtime. Now you actually have a lead late in the third. Put the fucking guy out there. Double shift him. Put him out there every other shift. Do something. Put your best team on the ice in order to lock it down in the third and win the fucking series. Jesus. I know. It's just, I don't know. You really have to question some of the the personnel decisions and game management of Montgomery. Um you know, in these last couple of games here, it's just been really difficult. Uh, and maybe he's a little over his head. And we kept talking about how, boy, the, the leadership in the room, and I really don't have to do much and all this. And, and we've talked about on the podcast, like, is that a bad sign? Is that, does that, can he do it when it really comes, you know, when he really needs to? And, and we question it, but we gave the benefit of the doubt. We said, yeah, I, you know, I think he can. He probably can. I'm not sure he can. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't, I don't know if his lack of experience you know, as a head coach in this, especially in this situation where the pressure is high, this isn't Dallas, yeah. Yeah. you know, this is, you know, I mean, I, it's really, I'm questioning it. I'm questioning whether or not he's just overthinking everything um, and, and coming up with some really, the, the Lauco decision to play him when he had played like six minutes the game before that, like, and then you put him back in. I mean, I don't, I, I just, there's been some really strange ones. Uh, all right, Seven Chirps, sponsored by Lobster Brewing. Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. Use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lobsbrewing.com and follow them on social media, at Brewing for new beers and events. And Chirp number one, Florida Panthers and Boston Bruins, game five on ESPN. 
was most viewed first round NHL playoff game ever on cable. That's excluding game sevens. Um, so I'm guessing the league wants the Bruins in it. So let's uh, give them a little help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, whatever it takes at this point. I'll take, uh, I'll take, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. You know, give the Bruins, you know, ten power plays and game seven and, and get them in there uh, somehow, some way. I, I'm, I, I'd be anxious to see what what this uh, game six drew because it was a back and forth, you know, hell of a oh, man. hell of a contest. If you're not a fan of either one of these teams, because sure. I was having an ulcer uh, every no. time the puck. Uh, was in the Bruins zone. Uh, Allmark looks super shaky. Uh, yeah. Couldn't control his rebounds. Like he just, he just hasn't been himself. Uh, you know, uh, since he looked like he tweaked something in whatever it was, game three there or whatever. Um, just hasn't seemed to be himself. And um, you know, we talked about maybe going to Swayman in game five, and then maybe in game six. And now, honestly, I really think you have to go to Swayman in game seven. I, I think you do. Yeah, he gave up. He, he made an egregious error at the end of o- in, in overtime to give them the game, and then he gave up seven, six goals in this one. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think you have to. I think, you, yeah. And I, and I was a proponent of keep him in there because he's the Vezina, you know, favorite, yeah. and he's the guy. And I, I don't believe in platoons in the playoffs. No one's ever won with a platoon goaltending situation. Uh, I, I always figured if he's, if he's good to go, then play him. He said tonight after the game he feels good. He needs to make another save or two or what have you. But I think you really have to start questioning. Last year, he got yanked for Swayman for the rest of that Carolina series. Now you have to kind of question, is, it, is, the, is the moment too big for him? Like, what, you know, is this just something that has happened a couple of years in a row now? Like, now you have to question, Jesus, this is going to be, you know, after that great season, after that historic season where he was phenomenal, you know, is this, is this a guy that, you can really count on now, and I like now you're putting Swayman in a terrible spot. You are seven in a in a historically. I mean, this this game seven is not just like for the season; it's for like people's careers, like Bergeron and Krejci, and you know, guys trying to get a second cup, and all the chips you put into the center of the table mm-hmm. for this team. This is just this is a lot more than just a typical game seven. This is even more than that. This is enormous pressure and a colossal choke, you know. And and <laughs> to put him in there when you really he's played like three minutes all series. You know what? It's played in three weeks. It's all of those yeah. things, but I think you have to. I really yeah. do. I mean, oh, uh, his save percentage in the last two games is like eight forty. Like that's you. Yeah. I mean, you just can't. Like that's yeah. not NHL yeah, level goaltending. It just that's isn't. So the rebounds he's giving. Yeah, up. I mean the re- the rebounds are part of the reason. Like that it's so scrambly and so yeah. hectic in their zone all the time. It's like a simple shot off his chest somehow drops in front of him, and then there's right. a you know a net and front scramble. scramble. Like yeah. you you got to clean that stuff up. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and he had he went out and handled it tonight in the third period. Pass it to the other team again. Yeah, he did. So yeah. I mean I it, it, I really think um, and I was a proponent too. You got to keep him in there. It says Ned, he's the Vezina winner, all that stuff. But after these last two games, I don't think he can anymore. I think you have to go to Swayman in Game Seven. Yeah. All right, chirp number two. Was it a hand pass from DeBrus to Bergeron that led to the Bruins' go-ahead goal by Brandon Carlo? Uh, I don't think it was actually a hand pass, but it did hit his glove. It yeah. did. So I could see why. They would call it back. I think he was trying to grab his stick. I think his yeah. hand was on the ice, and he was picking his hand up to grab the stick, yeah. and it hit the puck. 
Yeah, you know, you literally hit it, a fingertip. Yeah, I mean, by the uh, by yeah. the by the rule of the law, is it a hand pass? I guess. Um, yeah. Did it give the Bruins an advantage? No, because Bergeron would have no. picked the puck up anyways. He was right, right there. He was right there to get it to get yeah. it, and the yeah. defenseman couldn't have reached it around DeBrus to, to make a play it. on the puck. No, it didn't right. help Bergeron at all. No. So didn't. you know, by that degree, you know, did it give the Bruins an advantage? No. So I think they probably could have let it stand. I mean, Florida, those yahoos would have burned the building down if they, they if they've you know if they didn't if they had called out a goal, especially because it did hit his glove. So right. I could see why the call was made the way that it was, but it certainly was a huge turning point in the game. Well, thankfully, the league loves to take goals away. <laughs> yeah, the perfect opportunity to take yeah. that goal right away. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, chirp number three: Bruins with two goals from defensemen over the last eighteen games, and not only that, the defensive portion of the, of the defense has been lacking. Orlov a, a minus three tonight. Lindholm, a shell of himself, like you said. Even McAvoy has his has his you know times where he looks. I don't know if he's rushed or sloppy or just uh, making some decisions that are just poor. Um, you know, and I and I'll make a case that over the course of six games, and he's had his issues too. But Brendan Carlo's probably been the most consistent out of the group, and not have severe up and downs like everybody else. But is this kind of an issue that they're not getting much from the defensemen like they did during the season? Uh, it is an issue. It is, and but it's really the defensive zone more than the offensive right. zone because Orloff has a bunch of assists, McAvoy has a bunch yeah. of assists. You know, they may not be scoring goals, but they're, right. you know, they're they're impacting the play still. It's the defensive zone. It's it's been it's been terrible, and it, and you have to give credit to Florida and their forecheck because it's scaring the bejesus out of some of the some of the Bruins defensemen. They don't want to make play. Lindholm does not want to go back and retrieve pucks and make plays on pucks. You notice when they when they dump the puck in, it's not in it's not in Kylo's and it's not in Kylo's corner. It's in Lindholm's corner. They know mm-hmm. they're they're putting in his corner on purpose because he's, you know, he's trying to get rid of the puck as soon as possible. I agree with you. I think Kylo has been the steadiest defenseman, um, and and then probably McAvoy, and then probably Grizzlick. Who's played one game, right? And yeah. and you know he had a he had the egregious you know miscommunication with with uh, with Almark, but um, you know if Almark's going to be back in, Grizzly should have certainly stayed in the lineup. Sure, sure he should have. Uh, he should have. Yeah. So, um, you know I think he'll be in for Game Seven. I don't think we'll see Clifton in Game oh, Seven. Um, so you know we'll see what happens there, but uh, you know it's just. It's just a huge issue uh, mm-hmm. defensively right now for a team that gave up the least amount of goals by far in the regular by season. Far. By far in the regular season, and now they just uh, it's like a sieve. Every time there's an opportunity, it seems like the puck's in the net. Every time they turn it over, it seems like the puck's in the net. Uh, chirp four, Paul Maurice, the Panthers coach, said the Bruins got the benefit of the calls uh, so far in the series. Is that in fact true? I mean, they have, they have gotten more power plays, so I mean, yeah. There's that, but in the infractions that haven't been called, I, I would, I would, I would suggest that the Panthers have gotten away with a hell of a lot more. A hell of a lot over the course of the Radko Gudis alone could have six or seven penalties already in the series. Right. Maybe six or seven penalties per yeah. shift. Uh, the way that that guy plays. So yeah. uh, for him saying that, I mean, I think he's just trying to buy his team some calls. 
you know, which good for him. I, I think our coaches should be doing that, and they never have. And I'm not sure why. It drives me they nuts. Don't. And I'll tell you, this was Craig Berube in 2019. Yeah. It was, it was Brenda Moore last season. Yeah. You know, begging for calls, and now it's here. And, and the Bruins don't do it. They don't come out publicly. Like, I'm expecting Cam Neely, who's a fairly intense individual, to come out and just say, hey, we're not getting any calls, or somebody to say something, but they allow the other team to do it. And it always seems, whether it's coincidence or not, it always seems like the team gets some sort of benefit from it. Yeah, and we saw we heard Bruby do this all 2019. And yeah, it becomes this mind fuck that the Bruins end up losing every time. And I just, I don't, I don't know if it's true or if it isn't. But Jesus, sure as hell, looks like it works. So uh, I like to see Monty come out and say no. Gudis tackles us every time we're in front of the net. Montour tonight, I think it was the third period. Someone was going in, let the puck go, and then he just. Knocked the guy over like a good five seconds later. Yeah, it was Marchand. Yeah, just drove him. Marchand put the puck past him. Yeah, put the puck past him originally, hit him, and then hit him again, knocked him him down. And then Marchand got up, looked directly at the referee, smirked, and then went in on the forecheck and leveled somebody. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's egregious what Florida gets away with. And uh, you know, Maurice, the fact that Maurice is is begging for calls is an absolute joke. It is. It's a joke. And I, and, but you're right, though. The Bruins coach doesn't tend to do that. We can't tend to let it happen. And it doesn't really help. I don't, I don't know. Uh, all right. Chirp five. Jim Montgomery with some questionable decisions. Clifton in for Grizzlick at the top of the list. Uh, you know, Grizzlick a plus, you know, whatever it was, 48 on the year. Like, he yeah. had a good year. I know he has some, you know, some history in the playoffs of physicality hurting him and that sort of thing. But he's a puck mover. He doesn't typically egregiously turn the puck over like Clifton. He doesn't play Cliffy hockey. He's a great skater. Like he can he can play, and he usually plays fairly well with McAvoy, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just think that Grizzlick needs to be in there. I think Grizzlick will be in there, and he should be in there. And it was a bad decision. I think I think yeah. it, it was a bad decision. It was a bad decision earlier to put Lauko in and take Frederick out. Frederick had some unbelievable chances early in the series. He didn't score the chances, but he was getting chances. Yeah. So let the guy play. He had six. He had his best year. You know, since he's been in the league, he had 16 goals. You know, that's nothing to slouch at. He's a big body. He can yeah. he can deal with some of the physicality from those Panthers defensemen down low and possess pucks and so forth and 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 hopefully grind them down a little bit. So I, I you know I feel like um, he should have been in for Lauko. Now with Krejci back in, I don't know what you do there. There's an there's too many guys. There's an odd guy out. You know. Right. Right. Well, here's a here's a question I have for you. Could it be that the Bruins have too much, quote-unquote, depth? Like, there's too many decisions to make. Do you have too many players and too many decisions to make that now it becomes this uh, overthinking mess where guys in and out, maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. I mean, are there too many options? Well, I mean, they, they do have some depth, but, you know, I don't think the too much is is a bad thing, honestly. I think, 
you know, in the past, it's bit them in the ass when they haven't had enough because guys sure. have gotten, you know, banged up and then you're going down to Providence and, you know, Jack Sean's playing in a playoff game or something, you know, right. it's like, sure. that's not what you're looking for at all. No, no. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't mind that they have the depth. I just want them to be smart about the decisions. Like, right. you know, yeah. Grizzly played a pretty good game other than the miscommunication at the end of overtime that cost them. Sure. But, sure. you know, Allmark was there too and Allmark played. So, yeah. um, you know, I feel like Grizzly should have stayed in. Uh, I don't get the Lauco thing at all. He was playing well towards the end of the regular season, but playoffs is an entirely different story. Uh, he doesn't have the experience in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, you, you put him in there and he did fine, but then he commits two penalties yeah. and you, and you put him back in. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really understand that at all. Uh, especially cause he's not playing. He wasn't playing a lot. So, right. um, you know, there has been some some questionable decisions, and you can include the goaltender as well, I guess. Yeah, sure. Now, okay, so if Frederick has to go in, do you take Felino out? I don't know if you do. See, that's the thing. It's like who comes out in that right. situation, yeah, you know? Felino or Hathaway, right? I mean, I, I yeah. see how it could be either. I mean, it has to be one of those guys. And, I, and I'd be a proponent for, for, for maybe taking Felino out in Game 7. Like, I... He's been okay. I mean, he plays ten minutes a game now. Of course, we're 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 kind of splitting hairs here because these guys only play. Yeah, they know, play a handful of minutes. Guys played seven, eight minutes. Yeah, like you know, Hathaway played seven and a half minutes tonight. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, how much of an effect is he having on the game? So that's the other thing. Like, we can split hairs on that stuff. It's the defense though that's an issue and the goaltending, like you said. So, gotta gotta figure that thing out. And I think, you know, look, they scored five goals tonight. I mean, there, there were times in the game where they played really good offensively. They got tons of shots on net, and they had a really good end of the second, had a really good beginning of the third. Like, you know, they, they were starting to get back to their game, and they scored five goals. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just think that uh, they need to figure, figure that thing out, uh, figure out the lineup. Who's the best, who are the best, you know, guys on the team? Who's the, who are the best players? Put the best players out there and try to win game seven. Um, all right, number six, chart number six. If the Bruins lose, boy, what happens in the offseason? This, this would be something unforeseen. And what the hell do you do now? That's a very good question. I don't know what you, I don't know what you do. I yeah. mean, after the, after the regular season they have, you're not firing the coach or the GM. No. I mean, they gave you everything, no. every opportunity to get there. Sure. But, you know, there's questions about some of those guys. Do they hang it up? Do they try to? you know go for it again right. um you know what does that look like you know who yeah. who stays and who goes i mean they have some rfas they have a bunch of unrestricted guys um you yeah. know felino clifton um yeah. you know i don't know who else is on the under on the unrestricted list unrestricted will have like well they have bertuzzi bertuzzi or love hathaway hathaway yeah no sick yeah, no six, yeah. another one. Yeah, um, RFA and uh, Frederick. Yeah, Frederick's an RFA. Swayman's an RFA. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, does Bergeron does Bergeron leave after a complete choke job? Like it's, boy, that's tough to swallow. Yeah, I don't think he would. No. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. Like I. No. And Marshan has two years left on his deal after this, right? I think he said. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was two years, and and I really believe that that's going to be it for him. I Me really too. Do. I, I and, think so too. And he and if they lose this series, I'm sure he's begging Bergeron, yeah, at the very least, to come back. Hey, just give me two more. We'll go out together. 
Yeah. You know, let's try to get one more and then, you know, do the whole overage thing and throw all your eggs in the basket again. Like, but then you have to question, you know, is this core capable, you know, of, of doing it? Like, is there something wrong there? Is there something, you know, this core is not, for some reason, not able to get there. It's hard to do. But for well, they can reason, get there. They just they just there. haven't been able to finish. Yeah, they just can't finish it. So is it, you know, I don't know. Is it is it this group that just can't finish? And can they live with that? Can they live with that result? Um, all right. And then Sharp 7, who's your goaltender for Game 7? Yeah, for me, it's Jeremy Swyman. And and I, I it's not really even a hard decision for me. Allmark's been great all season long. Uh, he made some some big saves at times, but uh, in the last few games, uh, Bobrovsky has been better. Bobrovsky in in the last two games has been has made season saving saves he does. for the Panthers in those games. Yeah, uh, in the in the um, in game five, he made the save on Marchand at the end of regulation to save the Panthers season, and in this game with the Bruins up one, Pasternak had a breakaway. He that did. would have put the Bruins up two and essentially yeah. sealed the game for the Bruins. It would have. It would have. And uh, yeah. taken all the wind yeah. out of Florida's sails, and he comes up with the save there. So yeah. he's been better uh, than than Allmark has. And and for me, uh, you have to go with Swayman in Game Seven, even right. though it's you know putting all kinds of pressure on him. Um, but you know goalies are a weird dude. So I, they and are. and he's been yeah. he's been really good all year, and he's mm-hmm. actually down the stretch he played better than Allmark did. Um, so I, I don't have any qualms at all about going with Swayman in game seven. Yeah. And I would, and, and Jake who just sent us a message. Does all start next game? Smitty says Swayman. Uh, I, I think I would go all again, just because you came all this, all this way. You stuck with him. You stuck with him. You stuck with him. And I almost, it almost feels to me like if you go Swayman, then you're admitting your massive mistake <laughs> or, or whatever, or you're just admitting fault. Um, and I think, you know, you could pull Allmark, I guess, uh, you know, a, a bad one early. You could pull him. Yeah, but you don't you see a bad one early and then it snowballs on you. And, it's, and yeah, you, it you is, know. Yeah. So, I just find it really hard to put in a yeah, guy who I agree. played for three weeks. Yeah. And you, you didn't go with him at all. And mm-hmm. now you're going to go with him and say, okay, now hit your net. Game seven. Good luck. Like, boy, that's a tough one. And if Swayman would win that game, then God bless him. Give him the money. Trade Allmark. And let's let's move on. <laughs> like Jesus, that's a that would be a that would be quite a responsibility. It would um, be. I think I think Monty's going to go all Mark. I think I don't. I think he, he will too. I think he will too. I don't, I don't think, think he, he should, but I think he will too. Yeah, yeah. All right, DraftKings Sportsbook, Boston's hometown sportsbook is live right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to. $200 in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook using code ITR. You can now bet local on money lines and spreads and props and more with one of America's top-rated sportsbooks, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with the code ITR to get up to $200 in bonus bets to use now that mobile sports betting is live in Massachusetts. That's code ITR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 
If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21 plus, physically present in mass. Eligibility restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonuses issued as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com slash MA. And time for beauties and benders for this week. And the beauties, just two of them uh, tonight after game six. And the two beauties first, Smitty. They're going to love you. Eh? They're going to be loving you from dawn to dusk. Yeah, I mean. Second, Matty. They're going to be loving you from dawn to dusk. We are beauties because we have to talk about this absolute travesty of of bullshit that uh, that that happened, and and uh, I'll throw uh, the Bruins fans in there as well because you guys had to watch that absolute horror show uh, and not jab your own eyeballs out or or commit suicide or any oh, kind of uh, uh, you know problems with yourself so uh kudos to bruins fans for actually watching that game and uh and being sane afterwards yeah i mean it you know doing this podcast has been great and uh you know it's really grown is ninety thousand downloads and all those sort of thing we we do it uh each and every week and then we do these game recaps and and we were really looking forward to especially in about three to three games to one looking forward to a long deep Stanley Cup playoff run. I mean, this is like the perfect year to do a Bruins podcast. Like, this is couldn't be a better year. And now we are, you know, 24 hours away, 48 hours away from possibly ending. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's just uh, hard to believe. Yeah, and collapse that, of the century. Yeah, it would be. I mean, it would just be colossal. It would be awful. Yeah. So yeah, it has been a, it has been a really nice run, and and we we certainly hope it continues. But uh, the Bruins are certainly not making it easy on any of us. Uh, so uh, let's do the benders now because there's plenty of those guys. Oh yeah. Uh, we're gonna go with all of them. Gonna love you, eh? <laughs> They're gonna be loving you from dawn to dusk. No, we don't love you. Ah, the bender. Yeah, no. there yeah. it is. Ah, the bender. Uh, all the guys. Uh, Linus Allmark uh, didn't have a very good game, uh, not making the timely saves. If he's hurt, don't fucking play the guy. You know, if he has, oh, right. if he has an ailment that is causing him to play poorly, which he has the last two games, don't. Play the fucking guy. Right. I mean, it's, it reminds me of Rask with the, with the labrum thing. You know, they, they were playing him. Like, you're not – he has a torn labrum in his hip, and you're playing him in the playoffs. Like, that's – your goalie can't be injured. It's like a, like a pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Like, he can't be injured in any way because that's going to – he's not going to perform well. Mm-hmm. So, if he's hurt – Get him out of there. Yeah, so uh, Forbort and Clifton as a pair, uh, terrible tonight. Oh, my fucking God, the turnovers. Like, <laughs> oh my, my God. God, the turnovers. It was like Apple turnovers all over the place. It's like, hey, it's a bakery hey. back here. Let's turn it over. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Clifton with the penalty and the egregious turnover that ends up in, in, in their net. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so many candidates – uh, that had uh, poor games, uh, especially defensively, um, but those were the were the main culprits. Um, you know, there were some bright spots, but I don't really want to give anybody beauties when you lose seven five in a in a right. game six on the road. But you know, Bert was was had a great game. Marshian had four assists. I mean, McAvoy yeah. had a couple of assists. Yeah. Um, 
Pasternak had a, yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. snaps out of it, has a couple of a couple yeah. of big goals. So maybe yeah. that gets him going, and and he's feeling good going into Game Seven because we certainly could use that. So um, you know, there were some bright spots, but not enough bright spots to uh, to close out the series. So uh, so we move on. Yeah, I this is this is going to be a, just a tough game seven again. I mean, the last time, two thousand nineteen at home, um, you know, St. Louis Blues, Bruins kind of dominate the first eight or ten minutes. Uh, Marcus Johansson has a beautiful opportunity, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't score, and then they score, and mm-hmm. then the sticks got tight. Yep, the the nuts shrunk up, mm-hmm. and it was over. <laughs> like they just couldn't do anything right after that. I I have a horrible feeling that that's going to happen in, in Sunday's game. I think the Bruins will come out better, hopefully. I think they'll come out ready to go. And if Florida kicks one in, look out. Like, look, I, like, I don't have a good feeling. Since the, the cup run uh, in 11 where they won, you know, multiple game sevens, their right. record in game sevens is awful. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is offhand. <laughs> right, but it's not good. But it's not good. It's no. it's it's below five hundred by a pretty wide margin, yeah. Um, so um, yeah, it, it it this group for whatever reason, like they try real hard, and maybe that's part of the problem is they're not playing loose enough. You know, they're they're too conscientious or whatever it is. Like Florida's playing like they have nothing to lose, and they don't have anything to they lose. Like they, they weren't expected anything. to win the series; they were down three one. Now they're playing with house money. Uh, and they force a game seven. So they're going to be relaxed and ready to go in game seven. The Bruins are going to be uptight. Uh, they're going to be wanting to win, but wanting to win and actually playing to win and doing the right things in order to win are two entirely different things. Right. Uh, so what are your predictions? Oh, boy. For game you know, seven. I, I, I think... <laughs> You know what I'm gonna take. I, I don't want to do this at all. I think it's gonna be three nothing Florida. I think the Bruins are gonna lose three to one. Yeah, I think it's going to be like a one nothing game late. They score a goal and they get an empty netter. And the Bruins, the Bruins. I don't think the Bruins are gonna score. I think they're gonna score zero. You think one? So we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think it's gonna be Florida's gonna score early. It's gonna take the it's gonna take the uh, energy out of the building. Right. The Bruins, uh, Florida will score to go up two. So it'll be two nothing into the third. The Bruins will kick one in. The crowd will get up, amped, and then uh, Florida will get an empty netter to win 3 1. And, uh, you know, everybody will go home sad. Well, you, do you remember the, the, the Flyers, the colossal collapse? Yeah. Uh, in game seven, Bruins up 3 nothing in that game. Like <laughs> the place is jumping. Like, yeah. We're gonna win, and yep. uh, and Flyers come back to win four to three. Mm-hmm. Like they blow the three nothing game lead, mm-hmm. not only the series, but they they blow that lead too. So, you know, if the Bruins just play the way they're capable of, then tonight here's what's concerning to me. Tonight they only had them down for seven giveaways, uh, and the two losses before that it was fifteen and seventeen giveaways. So they really didn't, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, statistically, turn it over nearly. Yeah, so and so give up seven goals. That's misleading because there's pl- there was plenty of times where they had the puck in their own end and they're trying to clear the puck and they can't get it out. Like can't to me, out. if you have the puck and you go up the boards and you don't get it out, that's a turnover. 
And yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily a blatant giveaway chance. to the other right. team where right. you're just passing it to their stick like right. fucking Clifton did tonight. But it's but they keep it in the zone and then they score. And it happens right. more than once. It does. So that to me is along the same lines as a as a giveaway. You know, right. you have possession of the puck, you try to get it out, and then they have possession of the puck. That's right. a giveaway. The other team has it right. now. You had it, now they have it. Right. So um yeah, I mean, call it whatever you call the stats, whatever you want. If you watched the game, you knew um, when that Clifton and Forbert line was out on the ice, they couldn't get the puck out of their own zone, no, own own end, own zone. Couldn't do it. No, they couldn't do it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't have a good feeling. Um, I don't have a good feeling at all about it. I don't either. And and you know what? I I think that just looking at them on the bench at the end of the game and and some of the comments they made tonight before the game, Charlie Coyle before the game, you know. We really have to come out and end this thing. Like it's almost like they know, like can't get into Game Seven. Like can't can't let this get to a Game Seven. So I, I almost feel like they're already thinking that in the back of their head. Yeah. Um. So I I just hope that they can really get it together and say, hey, we we just can't lose this one. We have to, we have to. Um, you know, and who knows? Maybe Allmark makes a great save early. They score, and it's and and it changes the thing. I mean. It can change on a dime. They've been resilient all year. I mean, it's the ultimate test of their resiliency now. So we'll see what they have. Do they have the Do they have the stones? Like I tweeted out at the end, my final thoughts uh, on the tweet were, you know, we'll see what they're made of. You know, are they are they game seven chokers or are they a team that is resilient and is going to move on to round two? We'll find out on Sunday. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have find out on on Sunday. And in this core, like specifically. Charlie McAvoy and David Pasternak, who haven't won cups, you know, their 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 uh, sort of reputations on the line here. Yeah, it's on the line because they they haven't been finishers. Um, so you know, we'll see. Uh, Bruins affiliates playoff update: Providence Bruins game one, they lose to the Hartford Wolfpack tonight, one to nothing. Uh, former UMass captain Bobby Trevino scores the lone goal for the Wolfpack, so the Providence Bruins down one game to none. In that series, the Maine Mariners down three games to two and looking to stave off elimination uh, in game six coming up against Reading. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise. Follow us at Bruins Benders on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app. Uh, we are also on Inside the Rink YouTube page. And uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code ITR. Get 200 uh, dollars and bonus bets courtesy of the Bruins Benders podcast. Please rate and review on Apple and subscribe and follow on the podcast platforms and we will be back at it Game 7 recap. Hopefully it's a celebration of sorts. Thanks a lot for listening. Go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.